Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the latest Disney news and some rumors, maybe, and we're going to preview a little trip to Walt Disney World. That's coming up next on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome, everybody, to Traveling with a Mouse. This is episode 298 for Friday. January the 15th, 2021, our first official show of 2021, that's being recorded in 2021. My name is Adam, and I am joined today, of course, by John. Maybe the fact that this is being recorded in 2021 means this will change everything from this moment <laughs> yeah. forward. We sure. haven't done a show yet, so that was the problem. Uh, okay, it's all on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also also joined by Jason. Anybody going to Walt Disney World this week? Don't jinx Not it. Not I. Maybe. Maybe. I'll give it a maybe. Anybody, anybody have a trip booked to Walt Disney World this week? Well, not this week, and, and not anymore. <laughs> I currently do. So do I. So I hope we'll to see, see you happens. there. Maybe. Maybe across the hall. I've already requested the LeBron James room, so um, I don't think I booked the right tier room to get the LeBron James room, but maybe I'll upgrade me. You mean presidential suite? Yeah. <laughs> I assume that's the one he was in. Wait, so, who got the presidential suite at the Grand Destiny? Do you think it was LeBron? Mm, that's who I would put in there, but I mean, that's just me. Maybe they try to make it more fair, more even. Nobody at the presidential suite. I was going to say room 2323 would be the most logical <laughs> explanation. That would make sense. But. Is there such a room number at Grand Destino? I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. It. And the, the room numbering at Grand Destino is all sorts of weird. Like, yeah. you can't tell what floor you are on by the room number. I remember that. And I wonder if that's because they had to come up with room numbers to be consistent with the rest of the resort. Maybe. Well, speaking of presidential, I guess we should start by talking about the major news event in the country yeah, we, we didn't record last week for <laughs> for that, that reason because it would have been on that day but to bring it back to disney uh bob chapik put a statement out about the terrorist attack on the u.s capitol and didn't he do something more recently or disney did made another they said they're not going to donate to to yeah right to lawmakers who supported, supported the well yeah that supported insurrection the, the insurrection basically by voting against the certification of Joe Biden's win, even after they had to hide under their desks. You know, you know, the thing that made me the most sad, the one, yeah. the one story that I read is that staffers hid under their desks with the lights out. And the report was they knew what to do. You know, the young staffers knew what to do because they had practiced it in school. Right. Because of the shooter. Like if that's not America in a nutshell, for 20, yeah. So hopefully right. 2021, you know, everybody was like, you know, we just got to get through 2020. 2021 said, hold my beer. Yeah. Well, you know how, was it Mark Twain that said, uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. I think, quote, back in the Cold War era, kids would practice the nuclear drill. So I guess nowadays it's the terrorist attack or shooter gunman attack. So let's be clear, you know, I, it's not like we're a, a super political podcast or anything, but uh, we 
definitely condemn that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's make sure we make our stance clear. No, but Bob Chapik made the same kind of statement, just saying yesterday was a sad and tragic day for our country, which of course was last week when he was referring to that. One like any other in our history, what we saw was an egregious and inexcusable assault on America's most revered institution in our democracy. Thankfully, the democratic process that we hold dear ultimately prevailed. Now more than ever, it is imperative that we come together as one nation, united by our shared values, including decency, kindness, respect for others. We should seize this opportunity and move ahead with optimism and hope for a better, brighter future for all America. And everyone listened to that and said, yes, let's do that, right? right. Is that what happened? Remember, you know, we no. were supposed to. One of the reasons that I have the time off to go on this trip we're hopefully going to get to go on is we were going to go to the inauguration, Adam, you and I and our families. Um, but they aren't really selling tickets. And also, I'm kind of glad we're not going because it sounds yeah. like it's not going to be safe, potentially. Yeah. Don't think that's a good idea. All right. So what else is in the news? Any other stuff we want to well, mention? Well, so one thing I wanted to mention is what do you think our chances are if we, A, we get to go this weekend, and B, on Saturday morning, we have a park reservation for Epcot. And I'm going to go eat breakfast at Trattoria Al Forno and go stand at the International Gateway, be there for rope drop at 11 a.m., and I'm going to turn right into France <laughs> and hope that they are soft opening Ratatouille on Saturday. What do you think the chances are that's going to happen? It looks you want me to give good. a number? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give a number. Give a number. For this, I think if they ever had an opportunity to do a soft open, it would be this weekend. So I'm going to give you better than half. I'll give you 60% chance. Do you think okay. it's worth me giving up probably a likely chance to actually rope a ride we know is going to be open to to go in the International Gateway and head to France right when it opens? I bet I'll be there with like a million bloggers who are going to do the same thing, right? Who might? Yeah, they might be taking well, the chance to. We're assuming it's not going to open before Saturday, too, but it could. If it doesn't, though, and France is roped off, then you just go towards Frozen or whatever, or Test Track or wherever. You, you're like about distance. as far away from those right. things you could get at that well, point. So, <laughs> so do you? Well, the thing is, is they usually let people in, and I don't know how they're doing it in COVID times. I don't, you know, used to, they would let you in before rope and then hold you at staging ropes. But now I think they just sort of let you in. So the question is, is how far back in the line do you get going in the International Gateway if you want to go to Test Track first? Yeah. I'll say this, though. If it does soft open, I will probably just have to wait in line because I have to go activate a ticket first for one in my party. So I'll probably yeah. not be there at rope. Well, that's the thing is, that it, is I, I'm going to risk it. There seems to be a lot of buzz that they might open it very soon. They took down the construction walls. What if they opened it on Monday, the holiday? Well, I'll still be there, and I can I, I hop park there hopper. at least, yeah. And or I wasn't planning on going to a park on Wednesday because I only got four days of tickets. But last week they popped up that new deal, which was two extra days of tickets if you got a package deal. And I was doing the 35% off room rate. And it actually ended up being cheaper to take the free tickets or the extra tickets. And I got five-day tickets with the same room for less money than I had booked the room with four-day tickets. Right. And I did some math. And this works out for a family of three, probably also for a family of four, if you're doing a value or moderate. It does not work out for deluxe level resorts because, you know, those room rates are higher. 
but the ticket offer might actually be worth it. Yeah. So just check both is what we're saying. See which one's yeah. cheaper. I was, you know, scratching my head looking at that, the difference between them trying to figure out why it would be that, you know, why it would be cheaper when I got to looking at it. And I'm still not really sure. <laughs> I well, can't so quite figure I'm it out. getting three people, two bonus days. So I'm paying for three day tickets. Okay. So that's tickets. it. Right, because I get five-day tickets, but I'm only having to pay for three days. And they're doing the package discount, whatever that is. It's hard. I don't really understand the package discounts, because half the times packages are more expensive than just buying a la carte. So I did that, and that ends up being cheaper than taking the 35% off room and then paying face value for a four-day ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really got to figure it out. So yeah. I got a bonus day on Wednesday, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios booked, but I booked that because that's the first one to to go forward and if they open ratatouille i'll just book epcot and go rope it before i leave town right yeah because they could yeah if they open it later in the week i always just change it i should mention too on the show i was actually able to buy an annual pass during covid yeah it's because they're making an exception for situation that i'm in which i have a child who just turned three we kept our annual passes and he turned three recently so now that we're going again, we I called and asked, and they said they are making this exception because he was part of our group so that we wouldn't have to just buy tickets for him. They are letting us buy a pass outright. I was able to purchase said pass for him, so I guess that's the only way you can actually do it right now. But Yeah, they don't mind taking the money in that situation. <laughs> right, of course not. So before we get to the other news, the yeah. one other news I wanted to bring up that's not like park-related is someone ran a challenge. Actually, two people have run a challenge now. Yeah. Yeah. So now that there Sense. is park hopping back, technically, well, I, technically really. would be a strong term. The challenge is theoretically possible. In, Plausible? Is that the right word? Hmm. Yeah. In like perfect circumstances, like no lines and rides break down the moment you sit down so you don't actually have to ride them. <laughs> well, and then you would actually get evac immediately? What? Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> that you, wouldn't happen. You, you board the boat, <laughs> and then it, it stops, and you're like, okay, get off. And you're yeah, like, that's Great, like it counts. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't count. I mean, you have a real possibility happen. of that happening if you ha- if you get rise. So. Yeah, so <laughs> you... you, you so, um, first, there was... I, I wish I had her Twitter handle on hand, but one person tried... Uh, sorry if I didn't that I didn't look up your Twitter handle, but uh, tried the first day, like January first, and yeah. I think got through ten rides before she just like whatever. But you know who's going to be the first to take a big stab at a challenge, right? None other than Scott Kunka. The yeah. man <laughs> hit his nine hundredth ride as part of the Every Ride Challenge during this challenge. They wow. they kept track of how many rides he's ridden as part of a challenge. The Every Ride Challenge, he's now ridden over 900 rides in his attempts. Wow. Is that the most? Yes, by far. Okay. Like more than double anybody else. Almost. Okay. And um, he he did finish Epcot. He finished one park. He did the Every Ride points. So this is one of the f- few points that we've seen. And I think he got a total of 465 points. He did 415 ride points plus a 50-point Epcot completion bonus. And he did he did go to all four parks and rode something yeah. in every park. Very wow. cool. Yeah, I, I thought I was, I mean, I was somewhat impressed with it. I thought it was good given the circumstances. I thought what, 27, 27 rides. Yeah, 27 yeah. rides 20. is not bad. Yeah, to be able given to the circumstances. finish Epcot, that was, yeah. It definitely gives people a good baseline to see, like, is it possible to do well anyway? 
under the I think he admitted that he wasn't perfect either. So, I mean, 30-plus yeah. rides is definitely on the table. Doable, yeah. And how many is even open right now? <laughs> 46, <laughs> I think, or something like that. Is 45 is 46 46. technically open, though? It, it, that day, there was a possible 46, apparently. Really? Okay. I guess, I didn't. That just seems like a high number to me with everything that's still down, I guess. Like, people mover and the train and what. But I guess I, I would... I guess there was more open than I thought. So the rafts don't count in that one. Yeah. Though. Well, yeah. Yeah, but the, the the thing is, but is you remember back is. whenever we were running in 2019, there was still there was a lot of stuff under refurb, like Astro Orbiter. Yeah. You know, there was quite a few things that were also refurbished back then. True. Mm. I guess yeah, just no. you know, just not really looking at it, I was thinking there was more down, but there's really not. Not ride wise, anyway. There's a lot of shows down, but not rides. Main Street vehicles being down really changes the challenge, right? It's not right. running. But good job, Scott. I kind of like that people are doing the challenge again. I, I have some feelings about running around the park a little bit. But, you know, as long as everybody's wearing their mask, it should be all right. Because <laughs> you're basically exposing yourself to everybody, right? Yeah, right. And you know with that point system in place, it does give you something to shoot for, even in these circumstances. If you right, the somebody could beat 415 because I think you have to go to at least every park for it to count or something. I gotta go look up the rules that they made up for this. But if you complete two parks, you should beat Scott's record. He he did 13 in Magic Kingdom. You cut back some of those and finish a second park so you get the park completion bonus, right? Should we run the challenge while we're there, Adam? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Let's give it a try. Especially if Ratatouille opens. Be the first yeah, to have that ride in a challenge. In a challenge. Well, I mean, I gave Jason his award, his Hall of Fame award earlier in <laughs> yeah. our messenger. So yeah, it's Jason's birthday. Yep, that's right. <laughs> As we we're are recording, recording this. on my birthday. Yes. So happy so you, birthday! You were born. How does it feel to be born? You know, it happened <laughs> so long ago. It's hard to hard to remember. Right. Well. Should we instead of new things coming into the world, should we talk about things that are leaving the world of What's Disney? Leaving? And so uh, here's a small okay. thing. Not de- <laughs> I, that was a bad segue. I guess like what? It's <laughs> a terrible segue. <laughs> but I'm talking about the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is going to end. Have you? I never did do that before. <laughs> I, I I've seen people doing it, and I thought about it. Right. And I never pulled the trigger. I've I mean, watched people do it. I I've actually. So I've gotten some exclusive sorcerer's cards at like a Christmas party or whatever and then sold them on eBay. But otherwise, I have not actually used the uh, cards. But anyway, January 25th is the last day of this year. So a couple weeks, that's it. Hmm, yeah. What about the pirate one? Is it still going? I think it's still going, yeah. Okay. As far as I know. Because I mean, that one was just all over Adventureland, I think was yeah. the only way you did that different one, things but, you could interact with. Yeah. yeah, do that. Yeah. How many people do you think that weren't just like hardcore Disney nuts even knew that existed? I really think that was one of the things they offered for people that had been to the parks frequently to give them something different to do. Right. Yeah. Because let's talk about some of the. It's not the same thing, but like in the other parks, they really push the the wilderness explorer thing. Right. Yeah. Right. That one's pretty. Obviously, and you see a lot of people do that. In Epcot, they push the the kids cop thing, right? right? Or that Kim Possible, and then it you then it changes the Phineas and Ferb thing. 
uh, I actually did do the Phineas and Ferb version. That was actually kind of fun to start with. We didn't we didn't finish it because well, the kid that I was with at the time got bored with it, so we stopped doing it. I wanted to push this one. Keep going. They don't push this one at all. Yeah, well, it has its fan base. Believe me, I know there's a lot of people who collect the cards and stuff, but. For Epcot, the other thing, like, they, the festivals have stuff for the kids, like the Easter egg hunt. Yeah. At the Food and Wine Festival, you find the little Remy's around. But my my kids got bored after, like, three of them. And so then I would just get on my phone and, like, search for where they are and then put the mark, the sticker on the thing just so we could get the prize at the end. And so, yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> The funny, the thing that I think is funny about the situation with those games at Epcot right now. Okay, so they had the Agent P's game, right? Yeah. So they change it to Ducktales. Mm-hmm. They release a new Phineas and Ferb movie recently, and Phineas and Ferb has actually made a has been trending on Disney Plus. I don't know if it still is, but it has been at some point, right? Yeah. So they changed this to the Ducktales. They cancel Ducktales. Right. Yeah. I, 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 the lot. What they they're thinking in all this makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. So another thing that went away is uh, the Donald animatronic at Grand Fiesta Tour. Yeah. What happened to him? They they put a like a a plant with like a <laughs> a sombrero on it for for a while, and now that's gone. Yeah, they had like yeah, a memorial it. to Donald, and now yeah. there's nothing. Well, they had that little like funeral-looking thing right before you get there, the Viva Donald or whatever. So maybe he actually <laughs> died. I don't know. Right? Didn't they put something up during one of the times that Jose was gone too? Because Jose was gone more than once. I yeah, think. they put like a plant there or something, right? When he yeah. was when he fell over. But I guess Panchito's the last bird standing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. But... <laughs> So hopefully Donald would be back, but what if we, I guess if we do Grand Fiesta Tour this weekend and we'll see if Donald's there, but he's been gone for a while. Poor Donald. So did you guys see that there was a Josh Tomorrow sighting? Yes, at, I was going to talk Epcot? about that too. At where? In Epcot. It was on the day that they had a media influencers hmm. event uh, for the Festival of Arts as well, but he was there talking to guests. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it raised speculation. Well, yeah, it's another good sign that Ratatouille's going to open this week. If he's already there, it may open. If they're going to do some sort of grand opening, which I don't know if they will or not. but The thing know, that makes me a little skeptical that it's going to open on Saturday, or even this weekend, is they haven't said anything yeah. about it. Like, I right. feel like they would have said something. You would think, yeah. Or they might, I mean, the fact that they haven't tried to give, like, a passholder preview of it, for, for one... You know, one thing I just thought about that doesn't fit them opening in this opening in it in some way this weekend is they have a tendency in recent years to give a preview to like the vloggers and so on and so forth mm-hmm. before they yep. really do this. That's true. So, yeah, it's usually a media yeah. preview. Yeah, I didn't think about that, so that probably I'm going to change my prediction of the chances now. I'm going <laughs> to make it rather low. Sorry, guys. So now you've switched it to 40% <laughs> instead of 60%? I, I think I've gone all the way down to 10 at this point now. Oh, okay. Um. All right, all right. <laughs> it's been a very long time since they've done what you got to experience a long time ago, John, which is just like not tell anybody and just soft open a ride. Yeah, they haven't yeah. done that in years. 
Well, as we're recording this, the day we're recording it, there's people had posted pictures of workers putting flowers in the planters and stuff. That's usually the very last thing that gets done is they put flowers and the plants and things. Yeah, why would you plant flowers if people aren't going to be in there very soon? Right. So, again, the signs look pretty good that they're going to open this within the next few days, I would think. But, again, no announcement, so... well, I mean, and I'm going back and forth because I'm like, on the other hand, we aren't dealing in normal times either, so they might do something different. They might do something sort of old school with it. But what's going to happen if Saturday they soft open it at 2 p.m.? What's going to happen at 2 p.m. when park hopping <laughs> starts? Yeah, it's going to be Inter- a crowd. That is, it would be interesting. Yeah. I think that's the thing is how, they're going to try to figure out how to keep the biggest crowd from forming as possible and try to... Maybe do we'll it see, in and the, under the, the other, table. The other thing is we haven't received our invitation for the opening either. So, <laughs> right, I yeah, mean, we always get invited. It always gets lost in the mail, and it's really weird. Yeah, we're going to fix that. Something cool that is coming to Epcot in February, so we won't get to see this, is the uh, Soul of Jazz exhibit coming to the American Adventure Pavilion. I thought that was pretty cool. And they're trying to incorporate the movie Soul into the parks a little bit. So I thought that was a cool way to do it. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. And it's, it's I think, a, a sign of the Bob Chapek era that they have something ready to go mm. so quickly, quickly after the movie's out. Yeah. Then again, Soul was supposed to come out a while ago. But, you know. True. Speaking of which, though, we did say on our last episode, even though it's been a couple of weeks, that we would mention this and kind of review this, but I don't know if we want to yeah. try to interject that now. Now it's been so long <laughs> since I've seen it. I've only seen it once, so I got to like, It was fantastic, it though. It was great. Yeah. It was, I loved it. Yeah, it was. It, it leaves repeat appeal, because I, like I said, I've watched it a few times, mostly because my daughter also wanted to, but, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't hate watching it, not so far. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got a, a a pretty deep message, and it's got several layers of messages, like a lot of those movies uh, that Pixar yeah. do, does exactly. now, yeah. and yeah. Um, had good representation. You know, it was interesting. Like you said, Adam, it didn't suffer from the Princess uh, and the Frog syndrome. The Princess and the Frog syndrome, <laughs> where yes. the black character turns into a different thing altogether, and you never see them again. So yeah. And, you know, again, when I, we were watching it, we thought, oh, boy, because within the first 10 or so minutes, this event happens, and then he changes. But then within a few minutes, they have flashbacks, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's back. And So it was, it, I thought it was handled very well. And, again, I love jazz music in general. And John Batiste, who, if you're not familiar with him, he's the the music on the Colbert, what is it? Late uh, Show. Late the Show late with show. Stephen Colbert. But he's also a really good jazz musician that has a lot of good albums out. So if you you know, take a listen, if you haven't heard. But uh, I loved his music in it. I thought it was great. And the soundtrack is is really good. So a lot of, I have some good characters in general in this one, though. I thought uh, 22, you know, being voiced by Tina Fey. And yeah. that was a good fit there and of course uh what's the guy's name from the it crowd i can't think of it yeah i can't um, i know what you're talking about but yes he he's really funny I, I, 
I can't help but laugh anytime I hear his voice, even though because I recognized it almost <laughs> right. immediately on there. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't know if anyone's seen that show, but it's worth going <laughs> back to watching the IT crowd, a British show from gosh, ten, fifteen years ago now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but him so, being yeah. one of the one of the Jerry's in the film, yeah, was hilarious. I mean, but anyway, yeah, Disney and Pixar do a really good job of sourcing the voice talent for the movies to get a good spread of uh, characters. Of course, Jamie Foxx was really good too, of course. So yeah, the whole cast was good, I thought. Now, I'm really excited about the thing coming to American Adventure. Movie's great. Let's oh, do yeah. more like it. Graham Norton too was in, in it. I, I recognize his voice. He was the hippie guy. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. His voice, oh, yeah. he's very funny. Moonwind. Yes, Moonwind. There you go. Anyway, good movie. Hope the exhibit is really good. I hope I get to see it. I hope it stays for a while so I can see it. But it is coming in February, so I'm excited to see that. Well, you got to go back in February then, Ed. I will. Or hopefully it'll be around for a while and I can see it whenever I do go back. Well, what I'll tell you what we are going to see in Epcot, regardless yeah. of whether Ratatouille opens or Soul opens. We're going to see some Death Stars out on the water. They have floated out <laughs> more barges. They look more like dreadnoughts. Like, there's Sorry. two of them out there now. There's going to be five of these things. And the thing that everybody keeps talking about is supposedly during the day, they're going to hide these things with water. And how they're going to hide this with a water feature is beyond me. I mean, it's going to have to be... Bellagio <laughs> fountains. <laughs> the Bellagio is going to pale in comparison to this because it, yeah, <laughs> to move enough water to hide these things, right? I'm gonna say I think Florida will experience a drought as soon as this is available for them. <laughs> They're going to hide it with water. You won't care about seeing the dolphin and swan in the background uh, in World Showcase all the time anymore. Oh yeah, and you know because you won't see you're... anything except these barges, <laughs> right? If you uh. If you're over in, say, Italy and you look across, you won't see Guardians either. So ah, maybe that's why they're doing it. <laughs> you don't can't see, see the anything. dolphin. Or I mean, the... once they float five of these out there, you're not going to be able to see anything. They're huge, and they have these giant mechanical arms on them that move around. And hopefully, it's a great show because they've poured a ton of money into this. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Be all, a great I can, show. all I can say is, if Terminator ever happens and the machines really do take over, I don't think I want to be in World Showcase at the moment because that would be the prime opportunity (laughs) for all those barges. Given how often Rise breaks down and how complicated this thing looks, how often is this show just going to malfunction? Oh, well, good point. (laughs) Just just saying, how often is that going to happen? Every night. (laughs) Right. At some point, the show is just going (laughs) to shut off or something. Or is there a B mode for the show? It's going to be a giant screen of fireworks. <laughs> I mean, the I question know. is: oh, Are bro. they going to have enough power to run Test Track and <laughs> this show at the same time? <laughs> we have power outages. Yeah, that's why they're building all those solar panels. It's just to power this and Test Track. Mm. Overall, I'm going to reserve my judgments for when it's complete. Well, yeah, yeah we want to see the but... show. The show can always make it worth it, but right now it's an eyesore. <laughs> Yeah, we're having fun with it at the moment. Right. I find it hard to believe I'm going to enjoy this show as much as I did Illuminations, but, you know, I'll give it a chance. But everybody said that about Happily Ever After, and it was amazing.
You know, the thing about it is, though, Wishes still has a pretty big fan base, the the people that prefer it over Happily Ever After. So, I well, know. I loved Wishes, but Happily Ever After is, like, the best show ever. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, I don't miss Wishes That's, at all, is what I'm saying. I do like the song, but, again, Happily Ever After is still right. better. So, which music is better? You said you like the song. Is it still better for Happily Ever After, is, or is it yeah. better for Wishes? It is. Okay. To me, it is. I like doing them occasionally. I'm not really big on the fireworks. I always did enjoy Illuminations, though, just because of the everything around, but all around, you know, yeah. I guess. But The only thing I hated about Illuminations was that weird, like, lull in there for five minutes or so, and then people started they leaving. they moved the globe out. <laughs> right. And people just started leaving, like, oh, well, I guess that was it. And then, oh, yeah. wait, it's still going. The soundtrack is of Illuminations is still one of my favorites. I love the music. Yeah. So let's you know let's let's move let's move on before we get off on a too big of a rabbit. Well, trail something here. else that recently came back that I can't remember. Maybe we mentioned it last week about Rock and Roller Coaster being closed for several days. Now it's reopened finally. No, no word really on what actually happened to it though, right? It, was it a, just a unscheduled refurb? The the best I got out of it, mm-hmm. just from looking at different rumors and such, mm-hmm. was. A safety latch issue that they were having that they had to make sure that it was right, which is which would explain why they had to do it for so long because you can't have uh, some safety mechanism malfunctioning in the middle of the ride yeah. when it's active. Clearly, so um, that would make sense as to why it was so long or so many days. Right. They have to make sure that that's fixed and right. True. So um, I'm gonna go with that. I mean, no one, like I said, no official word, but I'm gonna go with that because just because it makes the most sense. And apparently just today, I think they showed that the poster was refurbished, I guess. I mean, it's not a new picture, but it's like shiny and new, I guess, all again. Well, something else that is started uh, since we recorded again is the Festival of the Arts is back. Yeah. So I like Festival, Festival of Arts, Arts and Wine. I feel like we don't get to see it that much because it's too it's so short, short of a festival, yeah. Right. And I typically go around this time of the year in January because my birthday's in January. Yep. And my son's birthday's in January. But we typically go and leave like the day before the Festival of the Arts starts. Yeah. So it started early this year, of course. So Because Epcot has to have a festival. Right. There are some, right, of course. I mean, now, yeah, they can't go a week without starting a new one. <laughs> well, they can't get enough people in Epcot to begin with, so they got to have something. Well, I guess yeah. that's why Ratatouille is going to open soon. We'll get people to show up. But there's some a few new things, a lot of old things that have been around. But I love this festival. I like looking at the art. It's kind of like the Dogwood Festival in Atlanta, a miniature version of that in a way. I mean, I'm, don't put it past me. I might buy a piece or two while I'm there. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. So, I mean, I, what would you rather have? You know, a little tchotchke type merchandise thing that we get anytime we can go, or a one of a kind piece of art? I think I'd yeah. rather have that hanging in my office, something like that. Right. Yeah, it is cool. I also like the art that you get to the murals. You get to help paint. Uh, those are always yeah. cool, that, that kind of stuff. So, Since we talked about all that that's new, how about something that is not new and is now leaving? Have yeah. you seen the, the breaking news Yeah. just today that Kevin Rafferty is going to join Joe Rohde in retirement mm-hmm. from Walt Disney Imagineering? So I, apparently he was already going to retire 
but COVID-19 happened, so they kind of asked him to stay. But still, they're losing a lot of their old guard here right. in WDI. Core. The VP of Animal Kingdom said that too. Today. Yeah. Juan Rivers. So Yeah, I did see that. A lot of people who have been with the company 30 to 40 years or more have started retiring, quote-unquote, so... Well, when you've been with the company 30 to 40 years, it's getting close to the end of your tenure usually anyway. I mean... Well, I think it's kind of a mix of, like, yeah, you've been around for a while, and if they haven't been pressured to retire, they probably know that the next five to ten years is going to be kind of a lull in the creativity right now because they can't afford to do a lot of new things, I'm sure. So it's probably a good time. The problem, though, with them leaving is that would be fine if they didn't lay off, what was it, like half or more of WDI already? Yeah, so yeah. the new the new folks aren't going to yeah. be there to take their place. Right. Who's going to step in when there's even less of them now? So I don't know. It's, it could be a problem here in the next few years. Well... It's going to be almost like a bit of a reset button. I mean, companies have had it before, but, I mean, it's not ideal, but they have, sometimes it comes out pretty quick, and sometimes it takes some time, so we'll see. I was going to mention a minute ago, whenever we were talking about Rock and Roller Coaster and the the changes and it being down, have have y'all seen and noticed, and I've seen, I first noticed it in vlogs, and people were like, why is this happening? But for the Pirates ride, the wording is off the flag, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Where the crow's yeah. nest is, mm-hmm. like the black, the black sail, uh, or maybe that is the point. Maybe they're making it more authentic because it's like the, the black pearl, right? Because it has a black sail with nothing else on it. But hmm. you know, it used to have the Pirates of the Caribbean on there, and it's been gone for weeks now, and for no reason, no explanation, no anything. It doesn't. There's no, not even been anything said. I well, guess. Well, maybe they're yeah. gonna retheme the whole ride. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Doesn't seem to be any reason to not have it on there. I mean, it's not like people won't know what the ride is, but uh, I, I just it's weird that it just they just remove the lettering and for no reason. Right? Yeah, they do. They have been making all these little changes, and you're like, why would they waste money on that? I'm sure it's not that much, but yeah, I or maybe they had already created them and they just haven't put them out yet. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just thought it was odd because it was noticeable. Like, your people notice it, they're like, where's the letters? Because they're used to seeing the Pirates of the Caribbean in red letters right there on the on the sail. You know, if we're um, going to talk about refurbishments, and we've talked about Ratatouille that might be open, the People Mover has been testing. Yeah. However, ah. on the website, they keep pushing the, the open date back. Yeah. But they have tested it. What do you think the chances are we'll get to ride the People Mover this weekend? With them announcing an opening? Not likely. I think it's 0%. I don't think they're going to open this weekend. Yeah. Well, they're already announcing a day like they delayed it, is what I'm saying. They say they delayed it to the end of January, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. So when they make an announcement like that. Yeah. People are watching every day, though, to see because they are testing it a lot. I don't know. Are they testing it with the orange cone? (laughs) That's a good question. What if the cone (laughs) never comes back? Oh, boy. What if the cone is gone? Cones. They had multiple cones by the time they shut that thing down. There were a <laughs> lot of cones. Yeah, there were, I mean, you could see them there, but they always, you know, people always made the big deal about the cone. I'm sure there was probably more than one cone anyway the whole time. Speaking of adding stuff, have you seen the new social distancing dividers on the monorail? How 
That yeah, was... I was going to talk about that since that's your ride, man. Yeah. Are you? You, you remember they were just putting one per little cabin, but to make to pack more people in, you've got these little like cubby type things right. that you can sit in. Which I worry that guests are going to sit in there and, and take their masks off, thinking, "Oh, this is protecting me." When you know one good cough and it goes right over that. Yeah. Or around it, or on all over the cabin. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say you're already in a somewhat small area in comparison to other areas. Yeah. I mean, even before that, I mean, before this, maybe I would have considered the monorail, but seeing this, I'm not gonna ride the monorail while I'm there. The Skyliner is COVID friendly. The monorail is. This active. is true. Well, it's open air, and you won't be sitting with other guests until they try to stick a divider in there. Well, I mean, and truthfully, if you go with a party of like six or so, you're not going to have anyone else with you even before but COVID. Even right? if they put a divider <laughs> in the Skyliner, the Skyliner is better because it's open air, right? You've got plenty of ventilation. Chalk that up as another win for the Skyliner. Post-COVID, <laughs> the monorail will be back on top. So just saying. Well, you know, Disney might be trying to pack people in the monorail to give them COVID. But on the West Coast, Disney is trying to give people vaccines. Yeah, so. this is cool. Which, I can understand why Disney would volunteer this. For one, it helps get more people vaccinated so they can open Disneyland. <laughs> but for two, they do a really good job of handling a large amount of cars, which, you know, they're going to need. For so the Toy Story parking lot is going to be a super pod location for vaccination. And I hear rumors that Disney yeah. World's also talking about doing some vaccine efforts as well. Well, that's what I was going to say. I thought they were both doing it. Uh, was the yeah. But Disneyland is confirmed. It's it's a done deal. Well, with okay. the Disney gotcha. World parks open, where would you do it at Disney World? Wide World of Sports? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm just uh, you would to... do it at the park gate uh, as you come in. <laughs> they would just vaccinate <laughs> the guests. Uh, Blizzard Beach? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Typhoon Lagoon? Yeah, Maybe. I mean, they're going to open Blizzard Beach, right, in March or something yeah. like that. So. so you could open the other one. What about the, there's resorts that are closed that they have, you know. I don't know. I just, I'm just thinking the of all capacity. Stars. Like, Disneyland, they can handle so many because it's closed, you know. But Well, they're, they're, they're not doing it in Disneyland. They're doing it at the Toy Story parking lot. Right. But the cars, the parking lot is not also housing guests that are going to Disneyland because Disneyland is closed. So it's an empty parking lot. Stitch's Great Escape. I mean, that sounds like a good opportunity. Sure. Yeah. Make, vaccinations. <laughs> yeah, make people actually line up for that. Yes. Something that came up today, the Indy truck is missing over yeah. there close to Backlot Express. Mm-hmm. I think this goes along with my theory of they're going to totally retheme Backlot Express here shortly to something yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, you mentioned that I on think the last episode. I believe. Well, are they are they retheming it or are they working on the the animatronic Chris Pratt that they're going to put there? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> For mm-hmm. Indy? Yeah. Well, I, again, I just like I said, they're taking anything movie related and prop related out of there. It's practically nothing prop related in the building now. I just feel like they're making way with it being close to Star Tours and the fact that they've had Star Wars related food or themed food before, I think they're going to go with something Star Wars themed there eventually. I just don't know when. 
So right. this goes with our, our war. You know, Hollywood Studios is actually a, a war for territory between Star Wars and Pixar, as we have discussed. So that yeah. would be a, a win in territory for Star Wars. Yeah, or between Lucasfilm, I guess, right, and Pixar Studios. Yeah, right? Lucasfilm and Pixar Studios are, are fighting for, for space in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, down at the end of one strip, we have, you know, the Twilight Zone and Aerosmith. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, those will get. Those, those are going to get going. taken over. The last, the last <laughs> thing that's going to be standing that's not one of those is going to be Mickey and Minnie's, and that'll be the the last thing to go. <laughs> I was going to say, don't forget uh, Lightning McQueen down there. He's over there too with with Aerosmith and Twilight Zone. That's yeah. true. Well, Let's he's, see. He's how, will, how will how will how will they take over Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? They'll do something like. Lego Star Wars takes over Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. I, I hope not. No, I don't need to do that. Yikes. <laughs> or Muppet Show. The Muppet Show could get replaced with a, a Lego overlay. Oh, God. Uh, Anyways, but I did stop, drop stop. in there. You know, I said Chris Pratt. We haven't talked about this. Mm-hmm. Chris so Pratt is supposedly going to be the new Indiana Jones. I could see that, honestly. I don't think Harrison Ford would like it, but... you know. Well, Harrison Ford is old. <laughs> yes. But, you know, he's mentioned many times he is Indiana Jones. Nobody else can do it but him. But Well, well he doesn't know him, so that's true. He's like 79 years old or 78, something like that. If they plan on moving forward with something that's going to, you know, or if they're going to try to redo it, like, they don't nearly have, he doesn't have to actually play Indiana Jones. He, has, he could play the Indiana Jones-esque character, just like they kind of replaced characters in the Star Wars universe in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Chris Pratt could do the, a type of Indiana Jones character very well, obviously. Right. I could see it working, but. You know, there's been a few other film franchises that have done Indiana Jones, let's be honest. I mean. Yeah. Alan Quartermain, they made him kind of almost like an Indiana Jones when, I, when the, in the film realm anyway. The Mummy was almost Indiana, Jones, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones-esque. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Yeah, when he did it, it was very much sure. in that style. Very so. similar, yeah. They could do it, yeah. We'll see. You might even say that National Treasure took a little bit of the Indiana Jones flavor mm-hmm. and when the they did style. it. So. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, though, Adam, as far as like him, like someone who could do the role and actually yeah. people be okay right. with it, almost like replacing a Bond, like, you know, anytime you see somebody that could be Bond. Right. Uh, I could actually Agreed, see yeah. that working better, better than other others. You know? Yeah, Chris Pratt's not a bad choice. He seems like he seems like Indy. He seems like Indy. I mean, he's similar build, I would think, right? So, and that's one thing. Mm-hmm. He could do the humor part well. He yeah. could do the action part well. You know, he's not bad to look at. Okay, you got a you got a <laughs> thing that. for Chris Pratt? <laughs> I mean, he's not bad to look at. Am I wrong? <laughs> Just saying. I refuse to oh. answer. <laughs> okay. Was, I get yeah. where you're going with that. Actually, yeah. I mean, he's you know, <laughs> he's he's um, considered to be a good-looking actor. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's one of one of the beautiful people. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of rumors, though, what's the rumor? The rumor about Tron not opening this year at all. I think that's because pretty likely that it's not opening this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they boarded it up as far as the. The launch tunnel, or the whatever. <laughs> I don't it. think that's as much rumor as the writings on the wall. I just haven't said. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, they made a lot of progress on the canopy, and they continue to do so, but the rumor is that once the canopy's done or presentable, that mm. they're going to halt construction and finish it at a later date. They just wanted to make sure they got the building in place, it sounds like. And the other thing is, is Guardians is unlikely to open anytime soon because what I understand is they still haven't recorded any of the elements for the show or the pre-show. Yeah. So Yeah, they still got to do that. They still got to record. I actually heard that Tron is probably more likely to open than Guardians this year. Yeah. Well, they already have the blueprint for Tron, so I imagine they know how they can finish that one quickly if they needed to. I, here's the question, though. If they finish the canopy, halt construction, are they going to open the railroad? Are they just going to reopen the railroad? What's the railroad? Mm-hmm. I feel like that hasn't been open in forever. I don't even <laughs> think that's a thing right. anymore. I, mean, I guess uh, they could because they've already got the path for it. Well, I mean, they could probably open the railroad anyway because everything they have left to do with Tron is probably going to be indoors, right? Mostly. Once, mm-hmm. they, Once the canopy's uh, done, I mean, yeah. or they'll have to... Do some, so what's the point of not doing the railroad, running the railroad? That's what I was thinking. I mean, might as well reopen it, get something else open at least, eat some more guests. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and then again, the argument for not opening the railroad is they would have to make it somehow some sort of COVID procedures put in place to it. And is it worth it to do that or just leave it down since it's already down until they can run it without some sort of shield or something you know what i'm saying so without, without right. having to add something to it maybe it's worth it to just leave it down yeah all right that's a good question are we ready for the big guess, news yeah we need to yeah, let's, get into it let's do the big news so the big let's news which which one do we want to do first there's two big stories this week right there's two okay what's the two. other one i'm just thinking <laughs> yeah i can't remember what's the other so one the, uh, let's, let's start with, with the one the, the first one is that extra magic hours are a thing of oh, the yeah, past yeah. Oh, right. okay. I thought I was thinking of all this going hand-in-hand, hand, actually, but okay. Yeah. The first one is on Extra Magic Hours. Thing of a Past. Right, Extra Magic Hours. And mm-hmm. it's being replaced with this idea called Early Theme Park Entry. So, <laughs> so Early Theme Park Entry is supposed to coincide, supposedly, with the 50th anniversary, and every park will be open an extra 30 minutes in the morning only to resort mm-hmm. guests. So unlike extra magic hours, which was just one park each day, and it was either in the morning or evening, and it was, you know, an hour or two, this is 30 minutes early, every park, every day. What are our thoughts? Pretty much what they already do, just officially announcing that they're doing it. But only for resort guests can get in or out. No, it is limited to, you have to have a reservation for that park right well yeah i mean i think they're thinking by the time this rolls around that's not going to be a thing anymore yeah okay well maybe it will that'll be interesting to see the early morning magic hour i have done a couple of times i didn't care for it as much as i did the evening hours whenever they were having those well Um, they're not going to do those anymore depends yeah they're not going to do those anymore either but I feel like they're doing away with it because they already started doing more hard ticketed events and special ticketed events throughout 2019. I just feel like they're going to start doing something like that or maybe even when they do have magic hours charged for it like they did originally when they called it E-Ride. Let's let's talk through a couple of things here. I think this is maybe a good thing. I think they should change it from 30 minutes to an hour, but I get why they're doing 30 minutes. If they can pull this off, basically that's saying as a resort guest – 
you get to rope drop a ride, right? You get an extra bonus yeah. ride because 30 minutes is one ride for most guests, I would say. Yeah. And so you get to rope drop a ride. The problem with extra magic hours as they were implemented before COVID is that everybody would plan their vacation to always go to the park with the extra magic hours. So on the day that Magic Kingdom had EMH, it was packed. On the day that Animal Kingdom had EMH, it was packed. Right. So this is at least every park, which keeps people distributed. As a resort guest, you now know I can get in early wherever I'm going. I don't have to be a slave to whatever day of the week it is, which I think is a good thing. But the downside is, on the other side, people who are not resort guests no longer get a rope drop for anything. Yeah, especially if this is an everyday thing, then you wait 90 minutes for Runaway Railway every day because if you're not a resort guest. Think about how this changes the the challenge. You absolutely must have a resort reservation. That's true, yeah. Didn't you need that to have full advantage anyway? You did, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it, I'm just saying it's it's, it's it's interesting that you're going to have to pay for a resort just for the 30 minutes to even stand a chance at the challenge. It, it, it's I They say they're not going to bring back extra magic hours. I'm going to be interested to see what they, if this stays at 30 minutes or if it goes for an hour. And how late are they going to keep the parks open on normal nights once COVID is over? Normal nights, summer will be, if, if for instance at Magic Kingdom, it'll be midnight in the summer or during during the. Well, will it be that, or are they going to do after hours as a way to instead of? But I feel like they extra... got to have some days that are not after hours. Sure. Well, like I say, I, the after hours events that we were talking about, they're either going to have more of those, yeah, or like it did back in the day when they first introduced what they called e ride. Uh, that was around 2000, around that time period. E-Ride was like you paid 15 extra bucks and you got to ride the E-Ride attractions. That was only at Magic Kingdom, though, by the way. That was not any other park at that point in time. It was like 15 bucks extra. And you had to have a park ticket for there that for that day, which is like with these other hard ticket events, you don't have to as long as you buy the event ticket. Yeah. I feel like they're going to do more after-hours stuff. That's the reason why they're 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 closing out extra magic hours, but they're going to do something that you pay extra for. To, yeah. So time. the problem is, is in current COVID world, let's assume that COVID is still in their operations plan when this rolls out, because this might not. I don't think this is going to roll out to like October. So I think they'll be back to pretty much full operations by then, based on everything we see, even in a very slow scenario for a vaccine rollout. By the fall, things should, you know, Dr. Fauci's even saying we might have concerts again in the fall. Okay, so October 1st, it might be fine. But let's suppose COVID's still a thing. They're already opening the parks up a little bit early to help with the distancing. And just think of how confusing this would be if they try to open only to resort guests and then they have to funnel these people in and say, you get to go in, you don't. Because everybody's going to be like, oh, they're opening the gates. Tap, sorry, you're not a resort guest. Tap, you're not a resort guest. You're going to spend 30 minutes as a resort guest trying to navigate through that crowd, and you're barely going to get a jump. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. Or maybe that's the reason why they did it just 30 minutes and not an hour, because they figured that'd be easier to, you know, like they won't have as many people showing up that aren't resort guests, in other words. 
Well, that's one of the things that uh, Tom at WDW News Today mentioned in one of his shows is that this is not that dissimilar from what they do in some of the international parks. I think he said Tokyo only does 15 minutes. It's basically yeah, just basically a way to get in line for Pooh's Honey Hunt before anybody else. Right. right, just get ahead of the rest of the people, yeah. Well, which as a resort guest, I think that's a better perk than two hours of massive lines that they had at Magic Kingdom Extra Magic Hours. Like, nighttime Magic Kingdom Extra Magic Hours were worse than day because you couldn't get a fast pass, right? You had to wait in whatever line it was, and the lines were longer than they were during the day. And if you just say, okay, as a resort guest, you get your three fast passes, or fast passes might not be free anymore. But let's assume fast passes still are free. So you get your three fast passes plus you get to rope before anybody else. So you went on the rope. Yeah. That's four rides. I think their internal yeah. modeling says if people get to ride four rides in a day, they're happy. And I think Oof. um I think fast pass will have a fee when it comes back. That's oh, it definitely just will. my opinion. I hope it's I've heard a lot of speculation on what that might look like. I hope it's like Disneyland where you can pay yeah, for that's not so max bad. pass just for the day i've heard of others where it's like buy fast pass packages where you can buy specific rides or you can buy a package where you're like i, I buy 10 fast passes i don't that see that would make me mad i i think it yeah, should I be i don't see that i think i mean would, that, max pass type thing would be fine I, that 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 you were talking about about the buying certain number of pa- i don't see disney doing that just because why would they go outside of any of their competition i mean their competition doesn't do that their competition does Basically, fast pass, but with a fee. <laughs> you know what I mean. So why would you go outside what your competition does in that? But you area? can sell because a package you look like worse. ride ride the mountains. You get fast pass for all the mountains for X dollars. Yeah, but that makes them look worse mm. than they already are with taking these perks away. In my opinion, I don't think they want that negative of a publicity. Do you think the Disney genie is still going to happen? Oh my gosh! Hopefully that died with COVID. <laughs> we don't need that thing. Uh, the Disney Genie will grant you three fast passes for the day. <laughs> grant you wish <laughs> for a fee. I mean, I understand that people have to plan in advance at Disney World because it's you know often a once in a lifetime thing and it's really expensive and there's a lot more locals at Disneyland. But there's something to be said about the Max Pass system, which is you don't get any fast passes till you show up. Yeah, which is the way it used to be everywhere. <laughs> right, you had to be in the park. Well, you get you in the used park, to have to run. And you can do it. Yeah. And, I loved it because it was way easy when I was at Disneyland to get a fast pass for whatever I wanted to ride because nobody else knows how to work the system as well as uh, challenge runners do. And I rode everything on fast pass. I mean, you guys are like, I hope you get to ride the cars ride. And I was like, oh, I got fast pass. Fast pass for a <laughs> coaster. Yeah. Fast pass for everything. Yeah, I remember back in 2012, it was the same year that cars had opened. And I went, that just happens to be the same year I also went to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, right? So going into the park, I actually noticed, like rope dropping the park, I noticed that the line for the fast pass for cars was longer than the actual queue. So I just got in the queue and it was like 25 minutes that morning. That was the most I waited. But I, I yeah. guarantee you, people waiting in line for the fast pass, they probably waited at least that long. And by the time they got there, it might not—it might have been out. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, or it may I mean, have been much later in the day, and then yeah. you got to wait. I mean, that was then to be able you know, to that was the—that was your dilemma, your choice, right? Whenever you did that, you got you either got in line for the fast pass or you got right. in line for the ride. 
That's why you need a challenge runner. Someone like Fire Sheets can just look at a line in Disneyland and tell you how long that wait is. Well, it's easy to see the lines at Disneyland because they're all outside. Right. Well, I used to be pretty good at that at Disney World, but things have changed so much now. So. Right. Well, Disneyland, everything's outside except, you know, a few Indiana Jones. Right. Well, it's really hard to tell with the COVID lines <laughs> because you have oh, a yeah. clue by looking at it. <laughs> well, you know if Indiana Jones is out to Adventureland, the line, you know it's going to be like six hours because you have to walk a mile to get to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then you have to walk a mile That's after good. the attraction to get back to the, <laughs> to where you were. Yeah. Uh, you have to go to downtown Disney to get into the ride. I, was, I made that comment. I was like, that is the only ride in which um, when I exited it, I had to walk the exact same length that I went in. I like walked, literally walked right beside the queue yeah. <laughs> that was going in no, just I'll to tell get you, out. I'll tell you which rides have the longest exits, which is a segment we've talked about. Barnstormer has an exit that's longer than the ride. It does, yeah. Soren. And, oh, yeah, Soren's got a very long exit. Primeval oh, World yeah. had an obnoxious exit. Yeah, that's, oh gosh, Primeval World was awful. Everything about Primeval World was awful. That's <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was terrible. It, it, depending yeah. on which theater you get in Flight of Passage, it can be a pretty lengthy exit. That's true. That's true. You can be uh, upstairs. You same way with Mission down. Space, depending on which which I guess what spinner or whatever. <laughs> what That's true. It can be far further out. Yeah. Cause I remember the very first time I did that ride, I guess just the unit we were in when it was exit, we just kept walking. It seemed like forever to get out. I was like, yeah. Damn, and then this? you have Where to walk through that whole playground area and then yeah. go through the gift shop too. So it's not short, no matter which way you're in. Toy Story Mania has a fairly lengthy exit with like a gift shop halfway oh, in the gosh. middle. Yeah. That was the smartest move they did was put that gift shop there. Good Lord. They needed yeah. that. Something to look at on the way out. I'm trying to remember the original location, though. I think the exit was pretty cut and dry. I think it's longer now. <laughs> oh, it's definitely longer yeah. now, especially with the third theater added. Yeah. Or third track, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Short exits are things like alien swirling saucers. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Sure. Runaway Railway is pretty short, too, actually. Astro Orbiter takes forever, too, just because you have to wait on the elevator. Right. Anyway. You don't have a stair option. <laughs> yeah. We should get to the last story so that we can finish yeah. this up. Yeah, the, the saddest story the of all. Something else is going away. <laughs> For a lot of people. Cost-cutting and, you know. There's speculation money. that this might just be a negotiating tactic, but we'll see. But, yes, Disney's Magical Express service is going to end in 2022 says Disney, of course, January 1st, 2022, so really at the end of this year. It was run by Mir's transportation from the Orlando airport. I never actually used this because I don't think I've ever actually flown to Disney. I've always driven. But John has done it once. I did. I know. I used the Magical Express. I've flown two or three times, but only once have I used the Magical Express. Did you ever use it to go to the cruise? Is that Do they call the same thing that takes you to the cruise, Magical Express? I mean, I guess some people have referred to it as that. I don't know if that's the official name of the difference because the Disney Cruise Line bus looks different to me. I mean, I think it's one of yeah, Disney's buses. Different. Yeah. I just never have taken the to the cruise line because I've always, anytime I've gone on a cruise, I drove myself and usually was going straight to the port most of the time. The Magical Express, it's been, gosh, it was 2008 when I used it. So it's been quite some time. 
But I mean, the thing that was neat about the experience, I guess, was at that point in time was, you know, you put your luggage tags on and once you put those magical express tags on it, you just didn't have to worry about it again. You didn't go and get your luggage. You just went to get in line for the magical express. But again, it was a line. It was like a queue for the magical express. So, um, it did take a little bit of time to get through that line. So as far as it, yes, being a free service and the fact that you are on that motor coach with the, the video that plays and everything on the way there, they kind of keep you lost in the entertainment, I guess, somewhat before you get to the, to your destination. And there, oh yeah. And there was always people who opted not to have their luggage delivered to their room. They actually carried it with them and they would go under the bus if there was room. <laughs> oh, I see. So yeah. yeah, but there was a few people that opted. I never had a problem with just having them take my luggage. Cause I mean, uh, I think James, he was, he was with us. He got a little concerned about whether the luggage would be there or not. And of course, <laughs> right. We were staying at pop century. So of course, when we went into our room, we actually tripped over the luggage because there was no other space for it. So <laughs> they just threw it in the door. <laughs> now remember, also. this is yeah. I'm gonna say remember this is also before the refurb, so this is old pop yeah. uh, configuration. <laughs> Yikes! So Probably it's not not very too. not very big use of the space. Um, and I, I they must have done something. Yeah, they they did something different with the bathrooms because I remember back then like. I literally measured it. Like there was less than an inch between the door and the yeah. edge of the toilet <laughs> in the old pop century yes. rooms. Like they they just right. measured this. Like there's enough room for this door to swing open. If someone's sitting there, they're going to get their knees knocked off. But you know, there's <laughs> enough room for this door to open. Yeah, the so. mermaid rooms are the same in <laughs> Art of Animation. Those like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, or you're gonna ding the toilet. It's like. There's no clearance. I mean, it amazed me. I was like, literally, because I tested it. I like opened the door and I'm like, there's like, there's not even enough space to fit my finger between the door and the toilet seat when it was at its lowest, (laughs) at its shortest point. That was how close it was. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, The the Magical Express part of it, I feel like you're not getting your best use of time, but I feel like people that used it were flying a lot and they liked it as an alternative to paying for transportation or they liked it as an alternative to the transportation part being boring or even just having to deal with getting their luggage, that the right. luggage was handled for them. Right. Let's talk about the reaction to this, though, leaving. Right. People yeah, are saying little, that, that they are never going to be able to go to Disney World again because how are they going to get their luggage to their hotel? And I think the response was, maybe you should go somewhere not Disney and learn how to be an adult and carry your luggage for <laughs> once. I mean, like... Right. Rent a car or whatever. There's or people take that... Uber. There's people that fly to go to Universal all the time. They never had Magical Express, and they still, I mean, I don't know. Do you think it comes Uh, back as a paid service? I I don't see it, truthfully. I think Mirrors could still do that, right? I mean, couldn't they just have their own service? They could, if they wanted to. They've already put out statements that said they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't have a partnership with Disney anymore. That's the difference. Right, but the thing is, is but, between this going away and the minivans, there's no Disney-sponsored transportation from the airport anymore. And the reason Disney put this in place to start with was to get you in the bubble and make you never leave. Right, if you get on their buses to the resort and you just use their transportation, you never see anything. And and the thing, the note about the buses is like the windows are dark. And they pull down the shades and they turn on the entertainment so you don't look out the window and notice there's anything else in Orlando to do except Disney World. I mean, my thing is, too, 
once you're on property, if you really plan on staying on property, you still have Disney transportation, right? If you didn't have any other form of transportation you plan on using, you still have Disney. So really, you only have to consider paying for a lift or a cab or renting a car, right? And car rentals, I mean, I get it. It's going to be an added expense there. But to go to Disney itself, you're already spending, what, five grand? What's another couple hundred on top of that, truthfully? I mean, I... But then you have to pay for... I mean, I guess you have to pay for parking even if you don't bring a car because then you have to pay to park your car at your resort. Yeah, you still would get that fee uh, tacked on there that you wouldn't have before, right? And I I wonder if anybody's... How much is a lift from the airport to the... And I guess depending on the size of your party, you'd have to get a lift XL. So how much is that from a lift to... From the airport to property. I mean, I, I think it's a perk that I'm surprised they're getting rid of. I think it'll come back in some way. There's some speculation from people that the reason they're doing this is because they're going to have the high-speed rail directly from, supposedly, from MCO to Disney Springs. But as Adam and I were just talking about earlier, the high-speed rail is not going to be free. I mean, I find that hard to believe. It's not going to be free, no. Yeah. But it'll probably be cheaper. Well... I'd say it might not be as expensive as an Uber either. It might be about the same. Depends. We have a ton of other transportation options as it is now, but something I didn't think about earlier that I'm thinking about now, okay, just kind of hear me out here. Mm. Um, Disney already still has, they have the cruise line, right, transportation buses that's obviously not doing anything right this minute that take you from your resort all the way that hour drive to the cruise port, right, for the cruise, from your resort to the cruise port. Maybe the thinking is that they're going to take over their own transportation uh, as far as maybe you have to schedule something, you know, some sort of transportation. Maybe they're going to do it at a, not necessarily as expensive as some of these other options we're talking about, but maybe a, a smaller fee to get this transportation so that it's not just included, right? And they schedule their own transportation to come get you and take you to the property, versus how they were doing it with Magical Express. Just the thought that they might have in plans, because they're already taking buses pretty far away from the property when it comes to the cruise line. I know it's a different animal, but it just shows that they it's can do it. a lot more right? people, too. Right. It just shows that they can yeah. do it. Is what I, heard I'm a, getting. I heard some number of this, like millions that they move on this thing every year. Yeah. I just feel like this is cost-cutting or a negotiating tactic, and... Something like this will come back eventually. It might be for a fee. I mean, if they told us that they were going to lower the price of the hotel or they're going to skip a rate increase because this is going to not be free anymore, I'd be all for it because I've paid for Magical Express and never used it by paying for all these resorts. That, But then that also is a slippery slope. Like, how a la carte does a resort get? Like, do you have to scan your Magic Band to go use the pool? Do you have to, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to have people think real hard about they're going to look at other options, whether they take them or not. Because there is something about still about the Disney resorts and about property. Don't get me wrong, there is still something to that. They're giving people fewer reasons to stay on property. But this, to me, the the people acting like this is this is the thing that does them in. This was, yeah, well, I mean, that's what everybody acts like whenever something happens. And then a little bit the of time passes. Yeah, Half the people I see passes. saying this is the thing that does doing them in, I think, live in Orlando. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or live in Probably. driving distance. Yeah, or never use it. I, I get 
that initial reaction, well, it's like anything else. The The first reaction is going to be the most emotional one, right, when something comes out. And then t- a little bit of time passes. People either have some time to think about it and say it's not that bad, or they just kind of cave when it comes to Disney stuff. <laughs> they just, yeah. like, I'm never going back again, and then they're there in, like, two months' time. You know. Um, Guilty. That's usually the... I'm just kidding. I've never done that. <laughs> that's usually the, the, the thought. But, I mean, yeah. I... Several years ago, you know, when I started looking at prices and stuff to stay, uh, we're talking 10, 12 years ago, I stayed off property a pretty good bit, actually, um, during that time period. I did still stay on property some, but I usually always discounted and usually pretty good discount most of the time. But I stayed away mostly for from resorts like Poly because of how expensive they were becoming even then. Even though I loved the Poly, I wouldn't book it in comparison to some of the other ones because the other ones yeah. were better deals. Right. You know, Polly, it was a time period of, let's see, I stayed there in 2005. And I think the very next time that I stayed, actually stayed on property in, on, at Polly was 2016. So there was 11 years in between times I stayed at Polly just because I didn't feel like it was the best deal. So, right. And you know, after this refurb, it's not going to be the best deal. No. Forever. As far as monorail resorts go, I think contemporary is where it's at for a number of reasons yeah. right now. Agreed. But. Yeah, it's my favorite currently on that loop. Anyway. Yeah, contemporary's the winner uh, right now. But if you want to talk about bang for your buck, you can't beat Grand Destino Tower. I know. No, you can't. And I, after my it's last trip, hmm. even though I had some bad experiences, I, I really like going to Caribbean and it's not necessarily the best value money wise usually because it's actually more expensive than it once was but yeah, there's it's a more lot expensive of, than Coronado yeah it's I, partially because it's got a lot to offer there's still there's still the biggest complaint is the the distance you got to walk in a lot of cases right uh, to get to certain things but it's got a lot to offer otherwise though compared I to what it once did I should say though it's more expensive than Grandestino most times yeah so yeah I would say all the time. <laughs> so I would take Grand Destino over Caribbean Beach any day. Although well, you know, the Skyliner is nice, but in Coronado, it suffers a little bit from a stigma on it about it being a business hotel, and it suffers a little bit from location. But it's really not that bad, especially to, once you learn. If to you drive. are driving your car, the location is great. It's like the same yeah, distance to any park. Like I agree. <laughs> I was going to make that point when we were talking about the Magical Express because John mentioned it does take longer because, you know, you take multiple stops and your stop may not be the first resort and your it's luggage not may not be. It's not even about the stops. It's about how long it takes you to get on the friggin' bus. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but my point was going to be if you take Disney buses anywhere on property, your your time to get to that place is like three times the amount of time it would take if you just drove your own car. And this is coming from someone who refused to drive on Disney property for years until recently when we started doing the challenge. And then it's like, why didn't I do this? This is really stupid. Well, Taking the you, you Disney wanted to be in their, in their bubble. and Yeah. Well, it was part of the experience. But once you start staying at non-monorail resorts, it's kind of like, why Just am I taking the bus? Just think of how much it's cost you, too, because we've been spoiled with the... Uh... The premier parking or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Preferred parking. Preferred parking. Yeah. parking. That's true. Yeah. Preferred parking is well, pretty good too. Oh, and that, back to the Magical Express for just a minute. The only th- the reason I was making the comparison is some people 
don't know anything else outside yeah. of the Magical Express because it's been there for so long. That's one of the things since they've been coming to Disney, right? They've probably used yeah. it every single time. Um, but, you know, I had the comparison of renting a car versus using a Magical Express. If time is money, right, when it comes to Disney, the car is the faster way to go. <laughs> yeah. if, if time is money. For sure. So. And time is very important, especially these days. I think time more so than it was 10 years ago to get around. Anyway, should we preview our trip really quick? Yeah, let's, let's pretend. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do a quick preview for a trip that may or may not happen, you know. Right. So next week, stay tuned for a possible trip report-ish, maybe, hopefully. Or at and, least one and, of us and, might go. And the reading of the COVID test. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, we're trying to go this weekend for, let's say, Festival of the Arts is one reason. Maybe Ratatouille. Well, there's a couple Maybe of things. Maybe People Mover. It's my birthday. Yes. It's almost my son's birthday. Yeah. I got a new job. Yeah. That I'm going to start later this month. Uh, we already had the time off. And yes, we're at it. That's right. <laughs> yes. And it's been a long time since I've been. This is probably the most biggest drought six in months. the last five six or six months years. For you. Yeah. 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 I went yeah. in October. I mean, things that give us pause, obviously, are the COVID cases. The, yeah, it's bad. The fact that they're packing more people in. But I also bad. still believe that they're doing really good job at creating a place where you can go and remain safe. You can't just let your guard down completely. So we're going to give it a shot. Like we said before in our previous reports, it's, you know, we're not expecting that it's going to be a normal trip and we'll remove ourselves, but you're going for two nights, right, Adam? Mm-hmm. I'm the going, weekend. I'm going for five, so. Well, yes, like you said, you already had the time off. I have not, I had not taken the time off, so I'm just doing the long well, weekend. it's more my wife had the time off. Next week is technically my last week of work at my current job, so, yeah, it's, yeah. It's going to be fun. I think you'll get to go to Animal Kingdom for the first time in over a year. Yeah, um, crazy, right? Yep. Yeah. We're going to go to Epcot and ride Ratatouille on Saturday. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Sunday, we have a reservation for Hollywood Studios, and we'll hope to have better luck than John did on getting a uh, Rise boarding group. <laughs> we'll see. I'm over. The, I'm over the bitterness on that. I I kind of thought back and I was like, there's there are some things I probably could have done differently. I know how to get your bitterness back up. Send you a screenshot of us in Group One. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Group One. It won't work now. And then uh, Monday, we're booked at Animal Kingdom. Uh, you're gonna leave on Monday. I'm going to stay in on Tuesday. I actually ha- I said I would not go back during the pandemic, but I have Magic Kingdom booked on Tuesday. And the reason is, is number one, park hopping's available if it's, you know, too crowded. Number two is it's Tuesday after a holiday, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be gone. So I think Magic Kingdom might be dead that day, which... It's possible. I'm going to give it a shot. And then Wednesday, I wasn't going to go to a park, but like I said, I got that deal. And I got an extra park day for less money. So uh, I have Hollywood Studios booked again, but we'll wait and see. We'll see what, uh, if I go to... Because I like... You like to stay to the bitter end, Adam, and leave late. I like to leave in the mornings now so that I can yeah. get back at a reasonable hour. Yeah. And prepare for whatever the next day has. So if I do go to a park on Wednesday, it would probably just be to ride like one thing and then leave. Yeah. 
I see. But we have yeah, some yeah. interesting dining books, too. I think that's the things that we're a little bit excited about. Obviously, we have Festival of the Arts that's coming up, right, that you're going to dine at. But I yeah, have a La Cellier reservation. I've been trying to eat there for over a year. We'll see if I go through with it. A little hesitant about, you know, indoor dining, of course. You've been wanting to eat at Narcoosie's. You've got yourself a Narcoosie's reservation. I also have one for the day you leave. And I secured a California grill. Um, I also have Trattoria Al Forno breakfast so that I can park at the boardwalk and go in the International Gateway to ride Ratatouille on Saturday. Right. What are you going to call that? If you if you if you book Alan Compass or Trattoria Al Forno to go in the International Gateway, we call riding the wave to go into Magic Kingdom. Is that? You call it under the boardwalk? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Down so by the know. sea. Yeah. Uh, On a blanket with my baby. Yeah. There's not really a lot of clever things you can get out of Trattoria Al Forno. <laughs> I can't think of anything. But they're both on the boardwalk. That's why I kept saying. Under the boardwalk, but that's why he kept singing. There's a song, but you know, I think nothing. I, at one it's point, I had booked uh, Brown Derby. I was going to try it again, and then I thought Ooh. better of it. Glad you didn't. And, I'm glad you didn't. And at one point, I had Tiffin's booked, and then I thought better of it because yeah. yeah, they only it's tapas there. <laughs> full <laughs> full on trade price tapas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I wanted tapas, I'd eat at uh, Toledo, but it's closed. Yeah. So we are staying at the Grand Destino Tower, and I'm going to rekindle my, my love of that. Because, you know, I stayed at the Yacht Club, and I love the pool, but the price that you get for Grand Destino Tower. Yeah. So we'll probably be at the Dahlia Lounge quite a bit. Well, the thing I'm is, hoping. is we have kids, right? So we, we can't just go to the Dahlia Lounge a lot. I think we're going to be getting to-go <laughs> drinks from the Dahlia Lounge. Cause yeah, maybe. I'm ready for that old-fashioned that they serve. Yes. Good drinks. Yeah. Barcelona well, also has good drinks, and Three Bridges has good drinks. Yeah, I can't. I, I want to do Three Bridges. That would be cool, but we'll see. Not like I have a lot of time. Yeah, you're there for a lot less time, so. But I don't know. All right, what do you think, Adam? Are you. I'm, I'm getting cautiously optimistic. I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I just know that there's a chance that tomorrow I'm going to get an email because I've had to go <laughs> into work to turn in some stuff that I'd be like, you. Yeah. Have a close contact that tested positive for COVID-19, and then I'll have to quarantine, and I won't get to go. Yeah, that's the reality of going during COVID. I've already gotten tested, and I'm negative, so I don't have it. And the other positive yeah. is my wife's a healthcare worker, and she is fully vaccinated, so yeah. she's in good shape. I've gotten tested, but I don't have my results yet, so we'll see. <laughs> I also want to go f- get, if I can, a new piece for my lightsaber because I have a piece that is if you hear it it is uh not holding what it's supposed to so I see you have constructed a new lightsaber yeah so on Sunday yeah what would what do we rope at Hollywood Studios what ride do you rope I mean runaway railway wouldn't you but runaway railway ever since they doubled capacity well, yeah. has That's been true. averaging like 25 sure. minute waits during the day yeah well, maybe you rope it's Slinky then. As big of a deal. It's going to either be Slinky or Runaway Railway. It just depends. Yeah, I think long term, Slinky is probably going to be the one that you want to rope drop uh, anytime, just yeah, based yeah. on the well, weight. Capacity is lower on that one, right? Wouldn't it be? I mean, I was going to rope Lightning McQueen's racing account. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> well, I mean, if you just want to walk onto something, you can always rope drop 
Sunset Boulevard. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I was there. Star Tours. When I was there in October, and I wrote Mickey and Minnie's, people were just walking up, uh, up, up the road, and somebody walked up to the cast members, and they're like, is this, is this way open? Because nobody, like, nobody was going down Sunset was Boulevard. On that road. And they're like, yeah. He's like, oh. And they, two of them just walked down there, and I guess they got to ride it. those as many times as they want because nobody went down that way for an hour. Yeah, it was it was that way in '19. Whenever I went, you know, whenever they had those super early hours for Galaxy's Edge, I remember everybody being on the rope to go to either Toy Story Land or to Galaxy's right. Edge, right? Yeah, and there was like five people on the rope, I think, for Sunset Boulevard. But you know. Yep. Could have done Tower of Terror like five times before yeah. anybody, any crowd got there. Well, that's the thing. Tower of Terror is actually one of the worst ones now as far as wait times because they're actually still social distancing that that ride. So you yeah, only put like enclosed space. six or seven people in the elevator. Well, happy birthday, and we'll see next week if we have a trip report or not. So look forward to us being either talking about that or being very or, disappointed or, or check us out on twitter and you'll probably get to know whether or not we made it or not yeah or our instagram because i'll post a lot on instagram that's just how i do it's just what you do so jason will be the twitter and i'll do all instagram so there you have it where do you get that oh where is that john i don't know how do we oh, find well that? you know how do, how do you find us it's all at twtm podcast actually is the the handle you can use on facebook twitter or on instagram we also have a Spreadshirt store where you can buy a Rafts Are The Ride t-shirt. You know, with a challenge back in full swing, you might need one of those that you can use on the challenge. Um, that is at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. I've been working a little bit on some videos for YouTube. Hopefully we'll have something up again on the TWTM channel there. So uh, go check that out as well. And our website for links to all that is travelingwithmouse.com and you can also send us an email which is podcast at travelingwithmouse.com so for John and for birthday boy Jason and for myself this has been Traveling with the Mouse and we will see you maybe on our next trip and uh, get out of my way I'm going on Remy's (laughs) 